Coolio. Number 87? <laughs> I brought you good burger. <laughs> good burger? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, you're the kid from the Good Burger restaurant. What you doing here? Oh, well, last week you were in Good Burger and you left before I got a chance to give you your food. I'm gonna call number 87 for six days. How come you're flat? Well, for one thing, you spilled a milkshake all over my pants. Uh... No? Yeah. And on top of that, I waited three hours for my good burger and I never got it. So I got up and left. Oh, that's okay. I'm not mad. <laughs> Here you go. Ugh. This burger's all old and hard and... It's wearing a sock. Oh, that's okay. No charge for the sock. <laughs> Look on me, huh? Ed? You know, it's cool you came down here and everything and whoop whoop you know what I'm saying? But, uh, I don't want this good burger. It's old and it's wearing a sock. Uh, no? Yeah. Julio, you're on. Firm. I got the step and go handle my business, you know what I'm saying? Oh, how'd you like to introduce me? Hey, that would be Julio. Come on, Julio. Okay, look, come on. Give me a good introduction. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, kill ya. Oh, here it goes. Everybody out there, go run and tell your homeboys and homegirls it's time for Keenan and Kel. To keep you laughing in the afternoon, so don't touch that dial on read the room. Cause they always in the summer fun, and you don't want to miss it. It's double K like do the good greatness. Keenan and Kel, I should have said Kel and Keenan, and you gotta watch Keenan. Cause Keenan be scheming with a plan or a plot to make it to the top. But they kind of in the middle, cause they always getting caught. This ain't the Hardy Boys or a Nancy true mystery. It's just Keenan and Kel and your vicinity like Six Feet and Royal, Abbott and Costello, Magic and Kareem. Welcome back, everybody, to Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. My name happens to be alphabetically first, but in birth order last. You're genetically second. That or would be third, I guess. <laughs> this is a horrible intro. <laughs> you say that at every intro. <laughs> my name's Aaron. I am terrible at improv. I've never done it, and it shows. Yeah, you don't have to announce that. I think everyone's aware. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. And I'm Adam. And this is Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron, the show where we talk about every episode of the '90s Nickelodeon show, Keenan and Kel. Aaron, uh, this is a, a real, this is a slapdash construction that we have going on here for for this one. We're in a kerfuffle. Um, Adam, since uh, we have taken a long time off of this podcast, um, recording terms, probably two months, mm -hmm. but uh, posting maybe closer to one month, hopefully. Yeah, that's about right. Okay. Um, so in that time, you have um, bought a house and become a grumpy old man <laughs> and, yes. and and lost all your podcasting gear I, I, I did. in the process. Yeah, no, I'm currently sitting in my, my new office, which is nice, but I'm looking at a stack of acoustic foam, which is not up. So there's a might be a slight echo to my line this uh, this week. I'm also calling you on a phone because I don't have internet yet. 
Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. How are you surviving, by the way, without uh, internet? A lot of DVDs. I'm glad I have such a vast DVD oh, collection. God, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> we're, we're currently watching Black Sails because I bought that DVD on a whim like a couple of years back. What is Black Sails? Is that a pirate movie? It's a pirate show over in Stars. It uses like the IP from oh. Treasure Island. But it's like it was made in like the Game of Thrones era, so it's like kind of, you know, sexy pirates. <laughs> oh, is it good? It sounds good. It, it's I hear it gets pretty good. Uh, we're only a couple episodes in, but that's you know we're watching stuff like that, and uh, so hopefully by next week I'll have all my gear properly set up, and uh, and hopefully by tomorrow I'll have internet so I can watch netflix like a normal person no nonsense dvds all the way or you could watch blockbuster on netflix <laughs> yes right there's a, a new a new show i believe i don't know what, called blockbuster what is this i haven't seen it what is this word that you said new <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh in addition to to the house i was also traveling all across uh the world uh, the globe yeah yep mm -hmm. i was in france i was in arizona uh, many things happened but uh, along our journey i do want to say that i uh started listening to some keenan and cal with adam and aaron oh wow i wanted a little something easy to listen to do and so i was encouraged to put on some old episodes that i've forgotten about and aaron i gotta tell you we got a good show <laughs> it's halfway decent i also have been doing a lot of driving uh, as I got a new job, which is an hour away, mm -hmm. so uh, not good for the for the gas bill or the planet. But um, hopefully, I'm going to do more good for the planet than than my carbon footprint suggests in the long run. But I am also going back and listening to some episodes, and yeah, it's actually uh, we're, we're pretty charming. Yeah, it's, it moves quickly, and uh, I, I get what the fans is <laughs> say when they when they like our show. <laughs> What is that, Adam? What do they say? <laughs> they say, you, you do a good job. And I, I, I agree, but I, I'm not allowed to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because neither of us have really ever listened back to our episodes, uh, which maybe we should have after making, what, like 75? <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's there's no real cute quality control. We just kind of have been assuming it's good. I spent time listening to it through the edit, but that that's like it. So, you know... So I've I have tried my hand at blogging a few times, and I still consider myself a uh, ha having a, a regular blog, even though it's not regular at all. And I always, whenever I post something, I always go back and I look at it. I look at my post like several times, and I read it back, and I'm like, oh, I didn't like this, or I didn't like that, and. But I'd never did that with this podcast. <laughs> I'm like, I already spent long enough preparing for it and recording it. I don't have enough time. So, yeah, but um, but we've done it and we've recorded and hopefully you're still listening to this one because we have some some exciting, juicy content to jump into. Yeah, we got all kinds of uh, Keenan and Cal news. have lost the first member of the Keenan and Kel family, I would say. This is very sad news. Actually, yes, the first member yeah, no, uh, of the Keenan and Kel family. He's, he's the first person you see when you turn on Keenan and Kel. And we, we hopped on the big orange couch with him every episode. Uh, it is uh, Coolio. Coolio is no more. Rest in peace. Rest in power. Coolio. Uh, um, 
September twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. Yeah, he was uh, fifty nine years old. Yeah, that's that's a, a pretty pretty sad loss. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back at some Keenan and Kel interviews, and there was one when they did the All That reboot in twenty nineteen, and they're talking about um, some great behind the scenes moments from Keenan and Kel, and uh, Keenan was joking that that. Uh, Coolio stunk it up at backstage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they wouldn't tell. They wouldn't tell them what the smell was. No, it, and, it was uh, the first introduction to, to that substance. It was, it was via <laughs> Coolio. But that was uh, that. That's kind of how I how I picture Coolio. I picture him just just really high and just <laughs> making an ex- excellent theme song for our favorite show. Yeah, there's been a lot of good stories coming out, especially recently, but apparently Coolio's, like, big selling point was he was down for whatever and whenever. And, like, uh, another one of his famous, uh, like, kind of appearances in TV was uh, on the show uh, Gravity Falls. He played uh, an animated version of himself. They mostly just reached around, like, back into 90 celebrities to see who they could get. And one of their best gets was Coolio himself. Well, it's a pretty great get. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I agree. You know, I I'm very sad at the loss of Coolio. Um, I listened to Gangster's Paradise twice, and you know, one of the best rap songs of all of all time. What's the name of the Keenan and Kel theme song? All here it goes. If that was a trivia question, I would have gotten it wrong. <laughs> oh no, really, Eric? We, I, we have a podcast about Keenan and Kel. You know this. I I would like to remind everybody of my humble status as a Keenan and Kel fan who might not know everything. <laughs> On that note, we don't, we don't have the full material, do we? Uh, and we didn't think the tone would be right to do a proper uh, Coolio, like, sad tribute and and a lot of uh, kind of pieces of his life and, and all that. But we did want to do the part of it that touched us the most, the, the Keenan and Kel theme song, Oh, Here It Goes, as you said. We want to do a, a proper review of it. That's right. Aaron, how does the All oh, Here It Goes begin? Oh, here it goes. I mean, I mean, visually, what's what's going on in this in this number? Uh, Adam, I, I, my homework has <laughs> not been completed. So we're going to walk through it in real time. Okay. Um, okay, so we're at Universal Studios, and there is the silver cage. It's a it's a giant globe, the giant Universal globe. Yeah, outside of Epcot, right? Yeah. Or, or Universal Studios. I don't really know. I don't know about you, Aaron, but I've never, ever seen anyone inside of it. I think it's a truly inspired decision to climb inside of the, the logo itself. What do you think that decision, like that conversation sounded like? Uh, Coolio said, like, yeah, wouldn't it be cool if I went in there? <laughs> Hey, let's go up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was like, "Uh, no one said we really no." We don't him. think that's the best idea. And then the whole band's up there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I just a quick recap the locations of the Keenan and Kel theme song. Uh, there's the Universal Globe as we mentioned. And then there's like this, I would call it like With a the palm tree in the background, by the way. Yeah, palm tree, yeah, good notes. Uh there's like a almost a Las Vegas strip but it's entirely dark uh, with neon lights everywhere of what guitars um, green guitars green guitars uh, a king kong right there's definitely a king kong uh-huh most of it takes place in front of this neon green guitar there's a hard rock cafe sign in the back <laughs> okay hard rock cafe so we're really we're talking about we're talking about the hard rock cafe i mean why else is there a giant guitar <laughs> yeah okay so the the iconography here is universal studios and the hard rock cafe <laughs> 
I mean, this is as, as iconic as it gets. Keenan's wearing a Flyers jersey with the logos taken off. <laughs> this yeah. orange hockey jersey. It has that, like, that sn- that sneer face on it, or whatever that is. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. But yeah, there's, and then there's that King Kong cutout. Basically, they, they wear these, like, Nickelodeon orange outfits. They drive a car, too. <laughs> Worth mentioning. Coolio drives a car with Keenan and Kel in the back, like, having a party. Uh, yeah, kind of reminiscent to the pilot episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe they thought that this was really going to be a coming-of-age show. Yeah, I think so. And then, it, uh, as of course, as it ends, as we mentioned, with them all hopping on the big orange couch together. So do you think this is them, like, traveling to watch the show? <laughs> like, Coolio is, like, there. Like, the way that you need to experience Keenan and Kel is right beside Coolio. I think that was our premise for including that in every episode. Um, I think it was more so like they just had to throw together a theme song in like in like one day. <laughs> they had Coolio for a day, and they're like they really they really had him for one day. Like he probably made up the song that day. Well, if that's true, what a what a feat! I mean, it might have taken him like like, uh, but, but I can't imagine no. it was more than one session sitting down and being like, hmm. Well, his his rhymes in the song are absolutely dynamite. They're so good. <laughs> Everybody out there, go run and tell. Your homeboys and homegirls, it's time for Keenan and Kel. I mean, that just, that opening right there is gas. (laughs) Uh, They keep you laughing in the afternoon, so don't touch that dial and don't leave the room. It's almost like a how to watch Keenan and Kel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I also like that in like the second verse, in the second lyric here, we we mentioned something that's truly 90s, touching that dial. Yeah. Like, don't touch that dial. Like, that's, it's cool. That's a piece of the the era that's just baked into the song. That's right. Yeah. I mean, along with all of the outfits and and the old Hard Rock Cafe, because they're always into something or fronting and you don't want to miss it <laughs> uh, it's double k like two to get greatness which is a, a rhyme that no one really understands what get to get greatness is keenan and keller say or should i say Kelly and keenan and you gotta watch keenan because keenan be scheming rhyming keenan with scheming is really really inspired yes because it's a one-word description of the, the character right exactly keenan i can be i can apply the character trait onto the name onto the song lyrics I'm really thinking that Coolio kind of set the tone for these characters. Because, like, I mean, did Keenan and Kel not look up to Coolio? And then he wrote a song about them? I mean, how many people have, a, a like, a, raps, a rapper, like, actually write a song about you and your boy who are starring in their own TV show? I mean, this is a pretty big moment <laughs> for these guys. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to rewind you real quick. Keenan and Kel, or should I say Kel and Keenan? I mean, Adam, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of feeling like this is a little bit uh, um, back to our Keenan and Kel rivalry conversation. Don't you think don't you think there was a little bit of tension here of at one point in time? Right. Like, well, Keenan's name is first. If I was Kel, I would like have had my agent would have talked about why. Why are we second? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I. Coolio drops that on here. Yeah, I mean, this is this is about you know the the falling apart of Keenan and Kel, and then the coming back together, which we'll talk about. And and he goes right from Keenan be scheming to uh, like the next like it's, it's it, you know the sentence keeps going <laughs> with a plan or a plot to make it to the top. And it, while with this lyric here, we have uh, Keenan pointing to his brain and looking like he's uh, coming up with some plot. And gets to the top. Coolio is climbing up the uh, the Universal logo like a ladder. 
I always thought that was a really good move. It's a great move. Yeah. Make it to the top. Um, and then we have a little uh, a shot of Coolio with his orange vest and white long sleeve in front of the green guitar. And it says, and Dan Frischman as Chris. <laughs> and and that's like the greatest shot, I think, in television history. And we haven't even talked about it. Like Dan Frischman's name is right next to Coolio. We've gone through like 80 episodes and we haven't talked about the, the, the thing that happens in every episode. So it ain't the Hardy Boys or Nancy Drew Mystery. You're just Keenan and Kel in your vicinity, which is, a, again, A plus rhyme. And I love the just the nods of like literary references. It's like he, he brought up, again, these kind of these items that are recognizable in the 90s and how Keenan and Kel are of the greats. They're up there. They they should be household names. Is there another like like intro like theme song that talks about how like important the the people you're about to see is? How like much of icons they are? Um, no. I mean, there's no better theme song of any TV show ever. Uh, and then let's uh, let's bring it to close here. Uh, he starts listing uh, famous duos through comedy. Do you have great them? comedy duos? Like Siegfried and Royd or Abbott and Costello. And then we go a little bit uh, a little bit of uh, NBA flair, which mm-hmm. is always referenced throughout Keenan and Kel. Magic and Kareem or Penn and Teller, back to the comedy duo. Yeah, again, like that it's like it's like the perfect amount of slant rhyme to make it just to land so good. Like Siegfried and Royd or Abbott and Costello, Magic and Kareem or Penn and Teller. On, like, pa- on paper, on. you wouldn't see like those two words rhyming, but the Coolio makes it happen. Pen and Tella. Yeah. Uh, some buys in trouble. All here it goes. And then again, another amazing staple is that stuck to every episode is on Nick, did Nick, Nick, did Nick, Nick, Nick. Nickelodeon. Yeah, like I don't think kids today or in the past like fifteen years have realized have like known that Nickelodeon like like tag. It only exists through Keenan and Kel now. Nick, 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 Nick. It's it's a time capsule. Oh, and then not to mention, at the very end, we have this TV. (laughs) Oh, the TV looks looks so cool. I want that TV in my office right now. It has this slant. Yeah, right? I mean, that's like, like we should get a t-shirt with that TV (laughs) on it. Yes. Yeah, no, our logo should be in the center of that. It's so the TV has the dial on the right. It's like a little bit slanted. It looks like a, the Grinch's TV, <laughs> and then it's like it's just like kind of like it's like a box, except that the left to right top of it is like slanted up to the right. I, I will say, I I don't think I would watch a lot of stuff on this TV because I feel like it's cutting off like fifteen percent, if not like twenty percent of the show. Yeah, but it's so nineties. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I would watch Keenan and Kel on that TV. That, yeah. that, I mean, the TV looks fake, but I would still do it. <laughs> yes. No, it's a it's a, a great prop. It's a great theme song. And uh, Coolio, you will be very missed. He will be missed. Um, there was one time that I saw Coolio, like a video of Coolio performing the Keenan and Kel theme song, like at a concert. Mm-hmm. And it, it was not a fan favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, uh, I, I, you have told this story before. I, I heard it recently. <laughs> listening back. Well, hey, just because you're listening back doesn't mean I can't repeat my stories. Absolutely not. No, please. Uh, and uh, I agree. I think uh, it's the unfortunate thing, but it's nice that people have been like looking back at Coolio's work and celebrating. I've seen so many positive posts about how important the Keenan Kel theme song was to people. So I'm very happy that uh, it's a piece of everyone's uh, subculture here yeah and i'm i'm glad that it has stood the test of time 
that uh, along with Keenan and Kel, I mean, it's probably one of the things that's made Keenan and Kel so iconic. It's the Coolio theme song. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. It's really hard for another show of this era to top it. I yeah. mean, like, yeah, Drake Drake Bell sings this theme song for Drake and Josh. But, but he's but in the like, show. That doesn't count. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, right. It's not a famous rapper. Yeah, it's just coming like, out of nowhere. Oh, oh, Keenan and Kel are doing the show on Nickelodeon? Yeah, I'll make a theme song. Like, <laughs> thank you, Coolio, for all of your great memories. You will live on forever in our hearts and our podcast. Absolutely. So, uh, other news. Teal Marchand, the actress that plays Keenan's mom, Cheryl Rockmore. Uh, she's got a new podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, called Autism Breaking Barriers. During the show, she shares her work as a behavioral specialist, something I, I'm now learning that she does, uh, working with young people on the spectrum. Uh, there's currently two episodes out now, and uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts as well as other sources, which I think it's that's a really great, and um, we I think we celebrate the any podcast connected to the show here, and I think uh, I'm happy to, to sponsor uh, her uh, her program. It's, it's a really wonderful thing that... Um we have people who are in this kind of this realm of education making podcasts yes and especially special education because here's the thing adam Mm -hmm. uh as a teacher who made a podcast (laughs) it's it's very hard to find time to do a personal project when you're when you're in that field absolutely so um it's so valuable when when an educator or a, a resource uh, person or an expert or a specialist is able to actually share that. So huge kudos to Ms. Teal Mashan. Uh, thank you for doing that. It's really important. And yes, of course, if you know anybody in special education, have them go check it out because it's really helpful to have a community around teaching and education. Yes. Uh, it's certainly more valuable than listening to every episode of Keenan and Cal. <laughs> uh, that, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. right, we'll, I we'll, mean, we'll save that debate for for another time. <laughs> Final piece of news here: Kenan Thompson hosted the seventy fourth Prime Time Emmy Awards. Yeah, I mean, talk about relevant. Yeah, I mean, Adam, I feel like I feel like the more we've done this podcast, the more relevant Kenan and Kel have become. I agree entirely. They've just uh, bigger and bigger projects have been you know happening under their umbrellas. And uh, they, uh, Keenan especially, I think in the past two years has done so many awards and like kind of ceremony events. To tie it into today's topic, in it he had a sketch where he uh, he goes over to a what looks like a, a drunk fella at the bar who's had too much. Uh, but the fella, uh, do you do you recall what he, the fella says as he turns around? Oh, uh, I could go for a good burger. Yeah, yeah, you got it. And it's none other than uh, Kel Mitchell. <laughs> Uh, the, I mean, the other star of Good Burger, and they t- proceed to do karate at the camera, and the crowd just erupts. Yeah, everyone goes absolutely bonkers to see these two reunited again on screen. Because of course, everybody sees Keenan every week if they want to. He's been on SNL for for a decade, but to see Keenan and Kel is uh, a a rarity, as we've noted in our podcast a couple months ago. It's been twenty five years since Good Burger. It has. And so it was really great to see Keenan 25 years later uh, hosting the Emmys, a huge event, and he crushed it. I I think we should do an in-depth Emmys review (laughs) coming up. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. We'll go through every joke um, (laughs) and make it less fun than it was. 
<laughs> Which is, it's it's tough for them, them award shows, Aaron. I don't know if you ever watched one. I know. I have. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll do an opening, the opening bit of the Emmys. Yeah, something like that. But uh, to, to what you're alluding to, the smells in the air. Uh, Good Burger 2. It's wants to be happening. All right, Adam, are you ready to jump into it? Yeah, let's let's talk Good Burger 2. This is really exciting. Everybody should be very excited. Adam, I actually don't know if I've ever been more excited for the release of anything ever. (laughs) And that's that's a, you know, a a ticket for success right there. (laughs) 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 Nothing bad's ever happened to someone that got got excited for a piece of media. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 25, 25 years later, 25 years later, uh, there's. Serious talks about uh, Good Burger 2. Uh, uh, Keenan's been on a couple interviews, right? Uh, talking yep. up, like, you know, how he and Kel are, like, excited to do it. They're working together. Keenan has, back in 2019, on that all that reboot interview, because, of course, Keenan and Kel have rebooted all that, uh, they were talking about Good Burger 2 back then, in 2019, pre-pandemic. Oh, wow. After... After the pandemic, of course, way after, uh, since Keenan has been back on the Emmys and back, you know, doing more things with Kel, uh, mm-hmm. really like celebrating 25 years of Good Burger, the conversation has started up again because 25 is a huge anniversary year. Yeah. And people are asking Keenan, people are asking Kel, like he was on Fallon and Keenan said, yeah, we want it to happen. And uh, Kel was on, you know, some some good morning shows uh, promoting his new book uh, mm-hmm. about. Did you see his new book? I did. It's called Prank Day. It's a you know a kid's book. His second book, yeah. But uh, it really really kind of cool. Gives you gives you April Fool's vibes. Gives you a little <laughs> bit of uh, nostalgia vibes. But anyways, so Kel is promoting his book, and people are asking him, "What about Good Burger Two? I hear something about Good Burger Two. And he also says, yeah, we want it to happen. I've heard Keenan on a couple other interviews, a couple because Keenan's on a lot of podcasts, he, and, and people are like, I, I forgot which one it was, uh, but they were basically like, come on, Keenan, you don't really want to do Good Burger 2, do you? Is that just for Kel? And Keenan's like, no, I want to do Good Burger 2. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, I really think it's going to happen, and uh, and we have some, some news as of yesterday. <laughs> Where Keenan is interviewed by Byron Allen on the Grio Awards uh, at Beverly Hills Sunday. And I don't really know what the, all this is, but this is what the <laughs> article says. I don't understand any word that you just said, but please continue. Keenan said that they have a script drafted and that they did a, a reading, a hundred pages, and they laughed the whole time. And he said, Kel hasn't missed a step. It's like old slippers. And that character is just ripe for jokes. Well, that is a, a very encouraging news. And I, yes, I truly think that uh, Good Burger 2 is in the future of uh, for Keenan and Kel and our podcast too, just as we do with Good Burger. <laughs> if such a movie is released, I'd love to, you know, go through it step by step with you. However, uh, since we're not there yet, and in the meantime, when we have this, this is the first occasion ever to speculate about a future Keenan and Kel project. Talk about relevant people. Here we are. The yeah. most relevant podcast on the air. So we're going to do a kind of, I, I would like to do like a writer's room for Good Burger 2. I'd like to, let's think think on what could like happen in the sequel to the 90s classic movie. I'd love to, Adam. Let's start off with what we know. Okay. Keenan was on Jimmy Fallon. Was it Jimmy Fallon? It might have been the other one. The other Jimmy. Jimmy Kimmel. 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't know which one's which. He, he was on, it, was I'm okay with he, that. it was on Kimmel. Kimmel has like the, the rounder face, right? <laughs> they, they, I think they look more and more like each other every year. It's really scary, actually. It's very um, sad for Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> one of them should go by James. Yeah, I, I agree. And they should also go by uh, jump off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> James Fallon sounds so much better than Jimmy Fallon. Um, more like James, Jimmy Fallen off a cliff. <laughs> is that an original joke adam <laughs> yes I, I think so i like that i like that i like that all right so on jimmy kimmel keenan's talking about what might happen or what he would like to see uh he's like i don't know maybe ed has a million kids and dexter's coming out of jail uh for something that ed got him in into but of course they're still close and then they get into another another something so he said something along those lines yeah and i i think that's a, a very fun premise to, to to kick this off with and start with right but that's not all adam kel was recently on this show promoting his his book and uh and they asked him what about good burger 2 and he said all i can say is that good burger is always open for deliveries hmm that's very interesting and he said we got some things going on and that's all he said for the the content of our program once upon a time uh your boy here adam um <laughs> uh purchased and read a, a copy of good burger to go which was a uh I, a you know kind of direct to book <laughs> sequel to uh the, the film good burger like rambo first blood part two <laughs> Yeah, novelized yeah. version written by steve holland whether or not it's the one that's made episodes we don't know yet how could it not be he wrote a bunch of keenan and kel books as well i think he does a very good job capturing the voice of the two characters uh the plot is a bit farcical <laughs> um basically what happens is that uh farcical uh there is a uh, the food inspector is coming to town i would say this takes place about maybe within the past year after the first good burger the food inspector is coming to to good burger and um they gotta like inspect ed's sauce make sure everything's up to up to snuff a rich man g comes into the shop uh orders a burger and uh leaves without his change uh this prompts ed to chase after him to uh to give deliver his 14 cents uh back to the man and uh dexter like follows after uh they that trip goes onto a plane and across the world as they're chasing <laughs> after this man trying to give him back his 14 cents oh my god uh they travel to i believe it starts in paris uh, where they befriend a mime who has a crush on Kel. I'm sorry, who has a crush on Ed. Uh, they uh, go to, I believe it's Egypt. Uh, they take a train. Uh, and meanwhile, there's uh, some clunkies that are like following them, trying all, equally trying to catch this uh, this rich guy, and they're fighting them. <laughs> there's fight oh scenes God. as well as uh, like you know uh, chase sequences. Uh, yeah, they go to Germany, Egypt, uh, like all across the world. Uh, and it, it culminates in uh, a, I, I would call a, a, various battle scenes. Ultimately, Ed delivers the money, and he's rewarded very handsomely. It's a, it's a fun book written in a very, I would call it dynamic style. <laughs> and the, the, 
it kind of Lemony Snicket style. The the prose of the book have its own voice that's very kind of cartoonish. Ah. Uh. Yeah, it, it it's not. It was a. I think I would have loved it as a child. As a full grown adult, I am, I'm uh, whelmed by, by the material. You are too old to be reading a book of that nature. Uh, I'm not saying that, but yes, I am. <laughs> you need some more high fantasy. It was very important to uh, to learn what the true kind of extent of uh, the Good Burger fate is. <laughs> I I had to learn the whole canon. I will say definitively now that I've done so. I do not think that book will be adapted one for one with this because a lot has changed since Good Burger first aired. Like what, Adam? Well, I was thinking about this. I listened back to our Good Burger episode that we uh, that okay. we made, our three episodes, and uh, to, to review the movie. I, Aaron, I don't think any piece of Good Burger, the film, needs to be maintained in this sequel. I think you need Dexter and Ed and good burger in some way shape or form and that's it i think you're exactly right i mean that's why good burger got to be good burger it's because it was a timeless skit mm-hmm. i mean you could do it on you could do it on jimmy kimmel you know 15 20 years after it aired yeah like uh, you know and it, and it wasn't even it didn't even start on the big screen of course it started on all that so yeah it's timeless it doesn't need it doesn't need the same people or the same premise and you know it'd be great if it had the same car yes no that that would be incredible (laughs) i mean i mean it was for sale and then it got sold right Mm -hmm. so it's tough because um again 25 years have passed we're in an entirely different world than we were when this movie came out but i'm thinking like for starters cast they will not have dan schneider as the as the manager Uh, i'll I'll put money on that uh but no way none of the other supporting cast either you know the fact that you know we've lost a vagoda so there's no otis i don't think anyone loved spatched to the point of him returning i don't think we loved any characters except for the teacher (laughs) mr wheats like if if there is a cameo appearance that would be it I don't even know if, like, Sinbad, like, does cameos anymore. He might be on cameo, actually, now that I'm mentioning it. I mean, how could... I mean, like, okay, so the whole movie is essentially a cameo. Mm. And so to watch a movie like this, you know, you have to tie back in a lot of the elements that were in the first movie. And I think you can have them. Like, kind of, I guess I'm thinking right. of Space Jam style. Uh, almost. They right. had a se- Space Jam sequel that, regardless of quality, I think it's a good... F- format to have here because they're just like you know all right we're not going to have dane devito as some alien character that was resolved now we've got a new guy well what who's the new hot celeb all right don Cheadle. don Cheadle will play an algorithm they take the the same format but they use kind of new faces on there and i could totally see that happening they're not digging up uh, uh any of the other people in there i could see josh server he's a big you know he's a buddy of keenan's fizz might appear possibly but right. I I don't see that like Monique coming back or or Spatch or like you know anyone like that. So I just right. I, that's my first thought. Besides cast, what about plot? I mean, what do you think? First, I mean, we have to zoom out a little bit. How has fast food changed from the '90s until now? So I've got some ideas. What what are your thoughts on this? I just spoke for a lot there. (laughs) So fast food really is not that different. Like, honestly, the best fast food places are still almost the same as the classic Good Burger. Mm -hmm. So 
Like 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 you ever been to Nifty Fifties? I don't think I have. I mean that's a that's a burger and milkshake chain that is just like you walk in and it's I mean it, it, yeah they have a little bit more technology but like the reason it's so good is because it's like it's always been. I mean same that's why people love McDonald's is because the McDonald's burger now supposedly tastes the same as when people were a kid and Happy Meals and all that stuff. It, even most places don't even have automated like tablets anymore. You know you still you still have drive through. I mean, drive-through would be different. That the Good Burger didn't have a drive-through, uh, or no, they did. They did. No, they had. They had a drive-through. Yeah, the fizz was on the drive-through. Yeah, they had a drive-through. They had a delivery. They had uh, a place you can go in and sit. Mm-hmm. A counter. You know, like so. Fast food really hasn't changed that much. What's changed drastically is Uber Eats, DoorDash, Caviar those kind of delivery services where you can get any food you want anytime sorry. you want what's caviar i've not heard this what kind of what is this like caviar is like uh it's not like it, it, it's like all right if you're a smaller restaurant and mm-hmm. you want to do delivery but you don't want to pay the ridiculous doordash or uber eats fees and you and you're in the, the city specifically ah, okay. there's caviar guys on bikes guys and gals <laughs> They're on bikes and they have, uh, and so they do like, like local restaurants. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, that's neat. But the other stuff saved for the bigger, well, the bigger restaurants or the restaurants that get a lot of their business from traveling further. Sure. And I think that's a, a, that's a really neat point. Uh, the one uh, update in fast food that I know of is, um, is ghost restaurants. Uh, have you, have you heard of these? No, but I can imagine what it is. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. A ghost kitchen, I think is the proper phrase. Uh, it was a big thing that happened recently with uh, that one uh, YouTuber, uh, Mr. Beast. He opened up basically a burger chain by uh, spacing out the work to uh, existing restaurants. So, you know, every, every town has like their little Italian restaurant and stuff like that, right? So yeah. he, he basically made a contract with them where he's like, hey, here, use these boxes and these like these bags and stuff like that. Make your own burger. Uh, use these ingredients. And then, uh, yeah, deliver it like you would any other food. So he overnight he was able to set up like you know hundreds of thousands of restaurants all across the uh, all across the states. Wow! It, it's a it's a really it's an interesting model, but the it's there's no quality control whatsoever. So it, there's no it's not that it's the exact opposite of what you're saying about McDonald's. It's not the same there as it is here. I mean, but that's got to be an exception, right? That's not like a big. It's a the hottest thing right now I know in, in restaurants. It's hot, so. but I mean, I mean, have you ever driven by McDonald's late at night? I mean, the line, the line is in the road. It's still doing its thing. But that's why they're so successful. McDonald's and Burger King are like I mean, I mean, so I was driving uh I was driving down 95 uh, and it was like early in the morning one day and it's dark out and all I see uh, it's just like the straight stretch of highway and over the trees is two golden arches. <laughs> and I'm yep. like, that's all I see. Like, I don't see the moon. The sun's not up yet. It's just like, that's, that is my son. Like that's like, and, and that's, that's the power of, of fast food. So, but then there's always, I mean, Mondo burger was kind of the, the giant behemoth like McDonald's and Burger King yes, to they were. the small little good burger. And the way that good burger was, successful was that they were small local family owned which i think is gonna be something very valuable here because another major thing that happened uh in fast food in the past i would call 10 15 years is the i would call it the the boringness of our our modern like 
art style or uh, modern uh, architecture and stuff like that. Uh, instead of the fun, con, uh, the colorful, fun Mondo Burger like atmosphere of the old uh, Burger Kings and McDonald's and stuff like that, everything now has to have these gray, plain exteriors and stuff like that. You've definitely seen this before, right? Sure. I mean, you're talking like strip mall type deal, right? Yeah. Like I'm talking about how uh, if a new Wendy's pops up, it's going to look like it, like a gray office building with a Wendy's logo on it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like a modern, like minimalist aesthetic almost. Yes, yes. And it's really, it, it loses, I think something's definitely being lost there that from our kind of glorious 90s era that uh that i think this good burger stuff came out in this kind of colorful pop era i'm i guess i'm i'm looking for what our dichotomy is going to be here we're looking at the plot here what is the big thing for uh for them to go up against you suggested uh uber eats and like delivery right well, I don't know necessarily. I think okay, first off, we have to make something abundantly clear. If Ed doesn't work a good burger, it's not worth making a movie. So yeah. Ed is going to be working a good burger, maybe managing good burger. Maybe he's in like a corporate Keenan situation and he's <laughs> he's in like the higher ups at Good Burger. Maybe he's on tour with Good Burger, like but he is in some capacity going to be saying his famous line. Yeah. Uh there's no doubt about it whatsoever. Uh, in the t- in the beginning of the the original movie, he was there for three years, uh, so he he's been working on Good Burger continuously for twenty eight years. I think it's equally funny if he is manager to not just not manager at all. Either way, he's working the register just fine. I think there has to be something along the lines of like, well, first off, Good Burger is always open for deliveries, right? So that 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 was what Cal said. I'm thinking we end up with like a like a little like after hours delivery gone wrong, ending with a burglary of sorts, and then it, we turn into like a rush hour kind of deal. Oh, okay. You think that some that the, like an a an adult plot unfurls under like the guise of Good Burger? Yeah, I think we're talking. I think we're talking like an action comedy movie. Okay, I'm not saying like a, know, like I, it starts off like a murder mystery, but specifically, but like something important happens at a Good Burger. They're Good Burger, right? Is that that's what you're saying? Thinking, I'm thinking there's or like there's a strange delivery. Do you know what I mean? Like there's there's something that like it doesn't seem right, and then it ends up being like this uh, this organized crime thing, and then Ed just kind of ends up like it just like ends up there, ends okay. up in like the mobster's lair. And he's just like delivering a good burger, or you know what I mean. Like yeah, he ends Ed, up where he's on not supposed sees to. Something he's not supposed to. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Right, right. Uh, something like there's that irony, and uh, but it, I think it turns into like kung fu slapstick. Like you can't have Kel you need Mitchell. The slapstick. Yeah, you can't have Kel Mitchell in a in a big production movie and not have just the most. I mean, and this will be his biggest movie ever. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. I mean, tell me I'm wrong, right? This might be both of their biggest, like, soul acting pieces. It was, uh, the first movie was, like, a very indie, small studio, like, really quick six-month turnaround to make a, a very tiny scope movie. And I assume that nowadays, again, talking about what's different, uh, there'll be, uh, there'll, there'll just be a much bigger looking film. I mean, I'm going full rush hour here. I feel like they could open up a good burger like in Hong Kong. <laughs> it's a good burger in a different area. You know, you know what I mean? Okay, so they could do that. They could like 
good burger he gets like a delivery like to the moon or something (laughs) something ridiculous like that he gets a delivery to like santa claus i don't know but like some kind of delivery and then it's it's these bad guys actually aaron that that would be a that would be a very good intro to the movie it's like some mission to on the moon and then another like (laughs) spaceship pulls up and uh whoever get the person that gets out of it is wearing a good burger outfit yeah right 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 <laughs> and it's, it's Ed like delivering oh, what um, if it's like burger in space what if good burger is the premier burger delivery venue in the world <laughs> what if they are the great they have the greatest delivery people and they're always on time and like that's their you know it's like that's their shtick well he, here's the thing we have to keep uh we have to keep ed and dexter as kind of low status characters at least <laughs> at least dexter so i don't know about a, that i don't know about that i don't think it's as much fun i i think that there's a some fun be- I, I guess that's where that's often where conflict kind of arises from that's why i'm I'm leaning there, but uh, if, if there's a bigger, if there's a story about them being bigger, that's that's a okay. Do you think that? Uh, I will say, I hope that I truly hope that this this film is not just uh, a, like a, a reflection on the era and the people making it and how times have changed so much. I feel like that's really done to death nowadays in kind of movie sequels uh, or movie reboots like this one. <laughs> Uh, did you see the Matrix Four, for example? No. Well, it, it's a it's very commentary rich about like you know what the status of the it starts off with like you know hey uh, corporate told us that we have to make another Matrix, like like that's like literally what what, what said Warner Brothers said that there has to be another Matrix. That's a line in the movie. Oh wow! There, it's just a, an example. And, and by the way, very interesting movie, and I I, I like it in a, in a certain way. But it's like a social commentary though. You're yeah. talking about like big picture themes of society as it is today, and you make like little sly jokes at like celebrities or institutions or yeah, they make a new Ghostbusters and they you see like the old characters from the Ghostbusters as like bobbleheads and they're like you know oh this isn't like the old day it's it's very tongue in cheek it's very meta and I for someone that loved how meta Keenan and Cal like could be and some of those moments in the show i almost want them to do a just a straight uh give me a keenan and kel adventure with everything on it please i th- yes right 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 i yeah. think i think they're gonna make something that their kids could love you know what i mean like they're gonna make a movie that and they both have young kids they're gonna make a movie that their kids like eat up and it's like the best and their dad they're both their dad their dads are like superheroes um, in this small little burger world. But I think, you know, like going back to real quick, like going back to uh, when we petitioned for Good Burger to be on the National <laughs> Registry of Movies, you know, yes. I was I had written it and it was like this is very much how how like, you know, the little guy works in the in the capitalist system. It's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're fa- small family owned trying to do your best against the big industrial giant. And part of me thinks that spirit is still going to be a little bit alive because mm-hmm. I want it to be. But also, um, it, you know, when you talk about fast food, you are. You're, you're talking about giants. When you're talking about a burger in America, it's like McDonald's is the stereotypical burger. And then you have Good Burger. What's good about Good Burger? They're not really allowed to advance in any major way either. Like you said, McDonald's is, is, is the, the staple that we're going up against. Yeah. Right. 
yeah, you can't something too ridiculous. And there's a lot of grass fed burgers and all this other stuff, but like good burger, what makes it a good burger? Well, it's the special sauce, but it's also like the people that work there are good people, right? Yeah. So what's, what goes along with that? I think Ed becomes like a superhero. (laughs) I think he becomes a delivery man superhero and saves the day in a major way. Maybe it starts off, it might not be that worldwide astronaut delivering burgers success, but... But how awesome would that be? I think Good Burger's doing real well, and he's, like, living the best life ever. And uh, back to what Keenan said, Dexter maybe isn't. Uh, Mm. Dexter has, like, gone, like, through the ringer, and, yeah, maybe it was all of Ed's fault that he, like, went to jail or, or some other craziness, and he's trying to get his life, like, back in order. Like, maybe it kind of parallels him, like, working at Mondo Burger and doing other stuff. Maybe he's trying to find, like, his new, like, job right up, like, straight out of the clink, but he can't get any work anywhere. Uh, so like he's almost like forced to go back and work at Good Burger, the place that will hire him no matter what. It sounds uh, like a really good in for getting him back there, even though he doesn't want to be. Here's what I'm thinking. Okay, ready? It, the 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 movie starts and we are on the moon, and the ast- second astronaut comes out dressed mm-hmm. like in Good Burger <laughs> stuff, and it's Ed, and he says, "Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger," or like. Your good burger, sir. Good burgers always open for delivery. And then it's like cut, and yeah, it's okay. a commercial. That, that's pretty good. And and Ed is like this good burger superstar. He's like the face of the company. He's like the face. He's the face of good. He's the Ronald McDonald. Oh wow. Okay. That that's a really good connection. And so he has like the superstar status. And Dexter tried his luck at a couple different things, but he's kind of like a nobody. Yes. Like, yeah, you know, whether he went to jail or not, but whatever. And then, yeah, Ed has, like, a bunch of kids and a big family and a really nice house. And he's, like, this uh, – but then he still, like, works at Good Burger, almost, like, to stay humble. But because he just he just loves doing it. Yeah, he, he loves his life And then he makes all there. this boatloads of money, right? He makes boatloads of money just doing, like, commercials. Okay, that that's a good status there. Right? And then – but then Dexter's, like, down on his luck. So Dexter schemes – to do some promotional thing and then it goes wrong and they end up in this like Hmm. back alley uh they end up in a situation that they shouldn't be like tony stark being lost in the middle east in the (laughs) beginning of iron man you know what i mean like they like they're clearly like not where they're supposed to be and they have to get out of the situation i think that makes sense but then they end up making the best the best they end up making the best commercial ever because like one of their kids is there recording the whole thing or something like that, mm. like on their phone. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I would love the climax of the movie if they have to actually like make a. They're in some action or like scenario, and in order to get out of it, they have to have they have to make a good burger together. Something that like Dexter has been like pushing against Ed the whole episode about <laughs> the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I-, I agree with you. There's you know whatever the trials may be that they come their way. And they have to end, like, you know, reunited. And, and I think that's very possible. In the best way. And, and, but it has to have a great ending. <laughs> of course. Like a happy, And the middle should be good, too. And ending. darn it, that beginning. that It's got to be great. <laughs> Every piece of it. But the, but the ending. I'm thinking like a, I'm thinking like a holes ending. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like sploosh. Things have to work out well for, for Dex. Uh, I, I agree entirely. He's going to be our low-status character throughout it. And I think it... Uh, to what you said earlier, it's okay if Ed is high status, if he's doing great, because he's going to be the same no matter what. He's kind of very static in that way. Right, right, right. He, and he has to be, right? I get why the book Good Burger to Go said, like, you know, hey, let's give De- Ed a, a love interest. Because you can just balance anything off of him and it'll it'll happen. It'll work just out fine. Him having a family already established makes a lot of sense for 
a successful uh, image of this this man. Uh, I think also it could be like it could be like Good Burger. Do you think there's going to be a villain? There definitely has to be one. There has to be a villain. Yeah. Well, uh, sometimes it's an antagonistic force, or like you know, it's just Dex versus Ed the whole time. But no, there there's going to be like a uh, a villain who will be better than Kurt. There's going to be like a groove villain. You know what I mean? Like a happy, a happier villain. I think I'd put money on that they're going to cast a a, a lady villain. <laughs> Cardi B. Yeah. I, <laughs> so, some Someone with like a lot of big energy. Uh, like I said, that, that, yeah, that, that, like, that Mr. Beast stuff. What if it was a deal like, like an influencer type character who was like trying yeah, to right. update uh, their regular burger lifestyle and... Queen Latifah. <laughs> yeah, a, Queen Latifah awesome is be? trying to turn a Good Burger into a ghost kitchen, just like a, a cog in this, you know, big machine, and they're they're against yeah, it. And, yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Somebody's trying to like take Good Burger and make it something that instead of just out competing Good Burger, they're trying to take Good Burger and turn it all new and trendy and like. <laughs> So that the kids will like it. It's the uh, it's that one episode of, of uh, SpongeBob when Pearl takes over, and be- yes. <laughs> that feels like the the energy they're going for. <laughs> yes, yes, and every- they're like techifying everything, right? So thinking back to like Keenan and Kel are actually they want to show this to their kids, and they want to pass on some real lessons. I mean, because think about it, like. Their kids don't watch Saturday Night Live. Like Keenan's kids, Keenan said that his kids watched the show Keenan that he made, oh, that's, that's and they're neat. like, "Who are these kids? Are they supposed to be us?" So they've never seen like a fun movie that he's been a part of. They haven't even seen Good Burger. He said he wants them to discover Good Burger on their own. He doesn't want to like show it to them. He wants his kids to like you know go to school one day, and they're, they're like, "Hey, have you seen Good Burger?" Yeah. But like like which is awesome. But so I think they want to have something to show their kids to like learn some valuable lessons and to like you know have some good morals and and like some some good life lessons you know what i'm saying you know what i mean so i think i think there's gonna be some kind of dynamic with younger kids yeah i, I was about to suggest that uh like it, this is if this is airing i i think it, it's almost definitely gonna be airing on like paramount plus it'll premiere there like this uh, new blues clues movie have you have you seen this no uh, they're doing a Blues Clues movie that brings back like all the past hosts. It's like a oh nice. It's like kind of like the Spider-Man No Way Home of, of, of Blues Clues. Oh my god, the multiversal Blues Clues. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, they got like Steve back and Joe and oh cool. That's the energy that I think might be going on here because is Good Burger going to be populated with just a bunch of old actors or is it going to be like kids? Are their coworkers going to be like regular like te- like teen stars and stuff like that? The people that are like doing all that now. I was watching a episode, uh, an interview with Keenan, and Keenan said like something along the lines of like he helped a whole generation of people grow up. And I think I think he still sees himself in that role, and I think he should because he, he I mean, he has that power, right? When you make a movie as timeless as Good Burger, and a, a show as great as all that in Keenan and Kel, and to do Saturday Night Live for decade, like a decade, <laughs> yeah. Or more than two decades, right? He's he's pushing two, yeah. He's like nineteen years years? now, right? (laughs) That's that's insane, right? So he's helped he's helped so many people like learn about comedy and different events in the world, and so I think I think they are kind of seeing themselves, both of them, and they should as like giving the new generation something. 
what are they going to what are they going to leave them right even if it's small maybe it's like for gen maybe it's for gen z as they enter the workforce or it's for kids as they're going through school or you know something that's relate like actually relevant there's going to be like a really good lesson or lessons in this movie um, and I think it's going to be about goodness in some way, as cheesy as it sounds, but it's, it's about good burger, right? Good burger, right? Ed is so nice and loving and kind, and he's a great friend. And I think it's going to be at the end of the day about friendship and about how the best friends in life are not on a screen, but they're in person. I bet something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a very a good prediction a lot of these requel movies um, are like kind of passing of the torch films. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's going to be a like Top Gun style where like, sure, there might be like a team around them of like younger, younger bucks, but they're going to be the the star of the show. Yeah. And I don't think there's, I don't think they want that either. You know, I think they're going to be the star and their kids are going to watch it and look up to them. And maybe there's like a little passing of the torch. I mean, like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, same kind of deal. You, You said it well, that if you, if you take them and put them on some kind of adventure, then it's okay if it's just the, the two of them doing a lot of the stuff. Right. And, and I, I will say that I think um, the supplemental stuff in Good Burger is definitely, like, has room for improvement. I, I wouldn't call it sacred or anything like that. Like, that's what I was saying earlier about how I think all, like, the side characters could be replaced. <laughs> and there's, like, room in there for a better or worse, like, like joke right. gag. I, I don't feel bad about them making a sequel. I think some some fans might feel that way, but I don't feel like there's anything to be like lost. Yeah, right. Because there was, I mean, there was never like a a future, a determined future for Good Burger, anyways. No, they're not gonna be like count. It's not like the SpongeBob movie where it ends and, and like then, oh yeah, season four. Yeah, we'll say that didn't happen yet. <laughs> like you know, right? Some like great giant world changing event. No, it, it. We mentioned it when we watched it. It's cyclical. It ends in the same way it begins it's like it's this kind of tiny small stakes and yeah maybe i I don't think they need like mondo burger to return or them to like face it against kurt no and they shouldn't and they 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 and i don't think they're i don't think they're doing that you know i think what they're gonna do is they're actually gonna make a really good movie like (laughs) honestly like i think i think like seriously they have a lot of experience like like ed is a great character and even though he's kind of like a goofy character that's not a serious like actor character you know not like a serious actor but he's not like a dramatic character he's a he's a you know he's a goofy character no no it's uh, it's the the evil dead i think is a good example of a sam raimi uh his like kind of original horror movie that he made he made it like very small tiny indie budget like, you know, next to nothing, him and Bruce Campbell and they're like a couple friends. And he eventually remade it as Evil Dead 2. And like with a huge, much bigger budget and like it's so much crazier and wackier. And like he, he kept the series going too and just it exploded in kind of quality and caliber. I think that's what we're seeing here. It's just a very slow explosion over 25 years that right. I think they're going to be swinging and hitting with more resources than than they had and there's no way it can be like not worth anyone's time because the first one didn't cost too much time if that makes sense right well i mean i th- I, th- I seriously think at the end of the day um everybody is going to like everybody's going to help with this and keenan knows a lot of people a lot more people than he did back then and kel has connections but not as many as keenan keenan and his resources and his clout 
and, and Cal too, but most, I'm going to say mostly Keenan is going to really be able to put together a good movie. And I think at the end, at the end of the day, they're both going to make a lot of money off of it, <laughs> which I'm excited. I'm excited for them because like Kel could, I think Kel's career could use that mm-hmm. uh, just as he, cause I mean, it could be a, it could be another career defining moment, even though it's the same character, but like, you know, it's not going to gross. Maybe it's not going to gross, you know, 25 million or whatever the Good Burger did. I don't even know what but Paramount they Plus can, does anymore when it comes to gross. Yeah, right. You know, like, maybe it just means viewers for them. But, I mean, at the same time, and it's still going to be, like, a watchable and exciting movie. Like, Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> like, did we, you watch that? We just watched it, and uh, and it was like it, it delivered on everything I thought it would. I was going to say, that sounds... Not that I had expectations. That's a very good comparison, because you also have a similar time gap that you have here right and yeah you said they did they had the same thought process they're like we just need the sanderson sisters back we get them the rest is like we'll do whatever right but then that was very much a passing of the torch movie it's a different audience you know good burger is is like it's a different cult classic than hocus pocus yeah i don't know if they're gonna pass the torch i don't think they need to i don't think they need to either no no one needs a good burger that doesn't have like keenan and kel in it i I will stand by that exactly i mean i want them to i want them to be able to make a third one the the ip is not that precious (laughs) but yeah no i I agree they should every 25 years come back to this spot yeah like like come on make another one in 25 years and make it be just as good and it's like a career-defining moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, Why not? I think this is we're at the pinnacle of what could be like another Keenan and Kel era, which is excites me to like no end. I hope that yeah, I, I feel like they're gonna get the support enough to do this kind of flagship project, this Good Burger. And I would, I'd love to see something with like Keenan's like comedy potential and wants and desires fueling it along with Kel's. Like we saw, we saw what Keenan right. his uh, his sitcom that was very traditional sitcom. I want to see Kel's imagination back back again. I want I want to see that yeah. energy one more time before I die. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but that's the thing. It's like it, it's such a it really is. Um, it's an old style of comedy. You don't see slapstick like Kel Mitchell anymore. No, you, you don't. I mean, you really don't. Like it's not a it's not something you like people learn it's like the only universal form of comedy <laughs> slapstick like uh, talking about how times change like you know the comedy that was rife uh, 15 years ago like in media and stuff like that like it's it, people just constantly say like you can't like make the office again <laughs> like no. you're not allowed to do a lot of the that bits and I, that's not a political rant or anything like that it's more of a how culture has just changed and shifted like morals so quickly when some of the innocent stuff like good burger remains timeless that's why that's why we're having this podcast conversation right now and i think it's exciting i think as we wrap up kel's slapstick and his ability to dance don't forget plus like kind of this this younger generation and tiktok and you know you know like slapstick stuff is kind of making a comeback but not necessarily through acting and you know in different medias I don't know. I think this movie could be great. I think it really has a lot of potential. And I think it, the fact that Keenan and Kel sat down and did a hundred page read and it was hilarious as Keenan says, I mean, come on. It, the, so I, I love that. I also want last thing. I love that Keenan is out here talking about it 
And same with Cal. They're talking about it. They're putting it into existence. And they're kind of putting pressure on the studios to not let it falter. Yeah. Which is great because that's exactly what act, like actors who are fighting for this kind of movie, this kind of reboot sequel should do. So props to them for, for pushing the agenda. Yeah, I'm out of my element here. Uh, but this is uh, some... It's kind of like what's... Uh, LeBron James did the the NBA right he kind of changed what the uh, dynamic was about contracts and, and things like that yeah, yeah 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 sure I mean he went down to Miami to play and it was like uh it was different than anybody ever saw it before and I feel like is we're, that what you're talking about that is what I'm talking about and how yeah there you go I've seen this happen with other actors too suddenly the powers and the people that I care the my most important thing to me and like movies and creative projects is passion that is my yeah the number one thing i look for so i care way more about um an actor that's passionate about a project and yeah hearing them cracking up about like you know something that they've written i'm more interested in things that make keenan and kel that make each other laugh than a, a precious ip that got another release that some studios are putting together and a bunch of computers are basically talking to each other and printing out a movie for me i, I don't care right. if the computer says i'll like it i care if keenan and cal say that they love it themselves and that's you know and i think this is yeah i, I think that's a great point adam and I think we're at this place in media where that stuff does, is going to happen. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep having, you know, movies like cookie cutter movies. And, and so the fact that good burger two is on the <laughs> way is so exciting because the spirit of the nineties, it, it doesn't feel like a precious, like IP like grab either. It doesn't feel like they're just, yeah, no, like, it feels like they, they would only make this if they, if they kind of really, really want to. Yeah. Right. And that's like, again, back to that one interview that they did. They're like, they're t- saying to Keenan, Keenan, you don't really want to make Good Burger 2, right? Like, you're talking like Kel just is looking for some more money. And he's like, no, I want to make Good Burger 2. It's like, so people don't understand Keenan, you know? And I'm not saying I understand him, but I do know that we have watched <laughs> every episode of Keenan and Kel and gone over it laboriously. Yeah. And what we know for sure is that they had a chemistry that was literally unmatched agreed in in the way that they did it it was unmatched nobody makes the schemes and nobody messes them up (laughs) quite like these two like it is just yes exceptional tv and i'm so excited for good burger too i likewise i cannot wait to talk to (laughs) to see it and talk to you about it on this podcast for hours (laughs) yeah yeah for for hours no not getting rid of paramount plus anytime soon Well, you can. You can they, just, you just get it back again soon. The Paramount Plus has to know that the only reason I'm staying is because of Good Burger 2. <laughs> That's my promise to all you fans out there. Regardless of kind of, you know, what our episodes and releases become, we'll be back for Good Burger 2 no matter what. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so, Aaron, before we go, would you like to quick stop by the Fanta Cam? Let's do it. At Esoteric Talia uh, has shared a few pieces with us. Oh, not with us. She said them with the internet. <laughs> and Keenan and Cal fans, which is us. Talia Caldwell is the daughter of Teal. Oh, nice. Yes, uh, she's who I first heard about the uh, podcast from. And uh, she's been posting some famous selfies of that people take with her mom. Uh, that basically, there's some been some famous Keenan and Kel fans out there. Uh, she posted a really great selfie and of someone that apparently never does them. Uh, of Teal with Donald Glover. Uh, also known as uh, 
Childish Gambino. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which I thought, uh, just a, a really amazing instance out there of how Keenan Kel reaches out to all kinds of people. Because uh, I, I, my first watch through of uh, Community, the uh, you know the, the sitcom that he was a, a part of. Right, I, right, right, right. I, he was my favorite character the first go-round. <laughs> and I'm just like, now I'm like, oh, he was watching Keenan and Kel growing up. I get it. There's some... Right. There's some energy there that I just intrinsically tapped into. I mean, I mean, talk about a great cameo for, for Good Burger 2. I, I mean, that would be exceptional. <laughs> great call. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, he would jump on that in a minute. Absolutely. A lot of people would. A lot of people have that Kimiko nostalgia. <laughs> and yeah. I, I as much as I want to see Shaq again. That's why I think it's going to be so good. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a cult classic and people love Keenan and Kel and and they've meant so much to to show business, they've meant so much to you know Nickelodeon, but also like uh, of course you know SNL, and so I just think I just think there's going to be a lot of people that that could put together that could come together in this movie to make it great. Yeah, we're it's all up from here. The dark days of Keenan and Kel are over. <laughs> we we're in a new age, a new era. Kel is a published author. Get his book Prank Day for for yourself or your children. Uh, check out Keenan and his next award show, whether he's hosting or receiving. Uh, and uh, join us for our next episode, where we're, uh, I think we were talking about doing a top 10 for based on Kel himself from our, our Keenan and Kel episodes. A top 10 Kel something. Yeah. We also have some interviews hopefully lined up soon with some more pieces of the Keenan and Kel puzzle. The future is bright for our show as well. All right, Adam, we have one last little uh, ask here. Oh, yeah. If you would like to... Be on our show. Oh. If you'd like to jump in to share some thoughts, to share some some reactions, uh, of course, prompted or unprompted, if you'd like. Um, if you want to, if you want to just come on and talk about Keenan and Cal, we would love to have you on. Send us an email at keenancalpodcast at gmail or leave us a message. Go to anchor.fm slash podcast and click the little message button and leave us a voice message. We'll put it on the show. Why we haven't been doing this the whole time? Uh, you know what? If Now's your chance. Yeah. Drop yeah. it in. Anchor.fm slash podcast. Uh, one of our biggest fans is our, our cousin Allie, who I do another podcast with, Finding Monster Rights. Uh, she's been uh, begging to come on and, t- and talk some Keenan and Cal. So uh, to her and anyone else out there listening, please uh, uh, reach out, uh, let us know, and we'll we're hoping to get more Fantas uh, on board in the in our the coming eps. This is Keenan and Cal with Adam and Aaron, but it's also Keenan and Cal with all of you. So thanks <laughs> for listening all these years. Uh, we're ready to enter the second or third or fourth or fifth phase of our journey together as we look forward to Good Burger 2, people. Uh, So thank you for joining us, and join us later. Until next time, everybody. Oh, here it goes. Thank you for listening. You can send us an email at keenancalpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash keenancalpodcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all at keenancalpodcast. Yeah, we got all kinds of uh, Keenan and Kel news. So uh, the most important news My neighbors of probably all is, hate is me. sad one news, unfortunately. <laughs>
Yeah, I'm really, I'm really, I did not preface this well with that whale call. <laughs> I, I, I actually was trying to make, I actually was trying to make a whale with the sound bar. Aaron, on, on. now that you've been listening back, you may have noticed that I cut out every time you make a, a sound. In the, uh, what? For <laughs> oh, these, I played the Nick, uh, the Nick News with Linda Eller theme instead, and that's... Well, all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, I... I'm, I'm not. If you hurt. didn't hear about if this from me, you heard about it some other way.